Rusty Quill presents. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Again, terrorizes. It's me, uh, Mark, coming to you live from the shed. <clears throat> um, well, I'm not sure if you've heard by now, but I wrote a story. Seems that fact got a little lost in the chaos lately. Uh, that's fine though. Not taking it personally. I have as much right as anyone else to record an entry. I don't need Cole's permission, so screw it. Right? Um, anyway, uh, love you all, and I hope you enjoy. This is Entry 007, a story entitled Marked by X, written by Mark LaBeouf. Original submission, uh, well, now, I suppose. Um, yeah, recording by Mark LaBeouf. Regular, everyday ketchup. I can't stop thinking that. Every time I relive this event, I'm reminded that in your face obvious, something we'd all seen hundreds of thousands of times, but no one had ever picked up on it. 
And Stuart? Why him? Why did it have to happen to him? Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me start over. My name's Elijah Gray. I'm 25 years old, and I love ketchup. Well, loved ketchup. No matter what meal I was eating, I'd always have a bottle of that good red stuff on the side, waiting to flood my food with that good condiment flavor. I loved it. To be clear, though, I didn't have it with everything, everything. Like, I wouldn't have it on cereal or over my mum's best apple pies. That's <laughs> just weird. Uh, but most mealtimes, I'd have that little red bottle on standby, waiting to be unleashed over southern fried chicken, chips, and a good old-fashioned side of peas. Alongside my love of ketchup, I'm also a big lover of fast food. Or, to be more specific, chicken nuggets. They're my vice. Now, to try and live some semblance of a healthy lifestyle, I limit myself on the amount of fast food I order every week. Usually just to Thursday nights. The rest of the week, I try to cook for myself, but success is never guaranteed. I work a tough job down at the bank, just round the corner from Trafalgar Square. I've just finished uni, and I'm working there as an assistant clerk. Anything the tellers want, they usually come to me. They have a nickname for me, actually. <laughs> uh, intern. But I'm not an intern. I just take it as a light-hearted joke about the state of affairs of the world of corporate banking. I've actually made quite a few friends there, because of these little jokes. We go out for drinks on Thursday night down at the bars close to work, and we usually end up getting, well, a bit too rowdy, which inevitably results in an emergency trip to the nearest takeaway to get some stodgy food so we can avoid the hangover the following day. I remember it so clearly. The day I'm sure it must have happened. Me and some of my mates were out for our usual Thursday night shenanigans. They were four of us in total. Uh, Stuart, Sarah, Chaz, and myself. Chaz had insisted on us going to this cocktail bar he knew because he said he was bored of going to the same old places and wanted us to spice up our lives. You could tell he was a 90s kid. None of us were really that keen to go trekking across London on a Thursday night, so he offered to buy us dinner from whatever takeaway we chose on the way home. So naturally, we all agreed. We wandered down to Embankment, hopped on the circle line to Liverpool Street Station. Before long, we were pitched up in a bar that looked like it had some sort of promise. You know the type. Big glass window on the front, and neon signs on the inside to show how cool and trendy it is. The kind of place where you can get blackout drunk and it still looks relatively good when you do it. We found a nice spot in this cosy little nook just at the top of a flight of stairs. Near enough to the bar that we wouldn't take forever to get a drink, but not so close that we got caught up in all the drunken at-the-bar conversation. We got the first round in and started drinking. It was about 11pm we decided to call it a night. To save myself from the hangover, I'd secretly been drinking pints of water between each drink, so I was relatively sober by comparison to my mates. So I became the designated... Stodge Chaser. We headed out into the streets. It was colder now and had started raining slightly, so we ducked and dived between buildings under other Londoners' umbrellas, and it didn't take me long to root out a suitable enough kebab shop. We all piled in and put in our orders, mine, of course, being chicken nuggets and chips with ketchup. After a moment of banter and some slurred orders, the server turned to me. Sorry, mate, they said. Uh, we haven't got any ketchup left in the back. Are you okay with the packets? Of course. I said back, ketchup is ketchup after all, and I wasn't going to complain so long as I got some. Here you go, mate, 
the server said as he reached over and handed me a single packet. A single packet of ketchup? I mean, who even does that? Thanks, mate, but can I have a few more? I said in a tone that implies both surprise and slight disappointment. Nah, sorry, mate, we've got to ration them out, I'm afraid. Need to keep enough for everybody, and we've only got this one box left. The server pointed to a grubby-looking box on a shelf surrounded by napkins. It was half torn open and covered in grease marks. Nothing out of the ordinary, just a regular box of ketchup packets. But I remember there being something slightly off about it. I'm not sure quite what it was, but I was expecting it to say Heinz, and it didn't. It looked almost handmade, as if it were cut from pieces that weren't meant to be assembled that way. After a short while, our orders were ready. I remember we were each given one packet of the good stuff, and we promptly left to find a bench or something to sit on and eat. The rain had subsided now, and the air was that pleasant type of fresh that you only get immediately after rainfall. As we were walking, Stuart turned to me. Hey, have you seen this? He pointed to the little tearaway corner on the ketchup packet he'd been given. In the corner, next to the dotted white tear here line, was an X. A single X printed in plain font. Oh, uh, yeah, what about it? I said, a puzzled look on my face. I've never seen that before. Usually they put a little number there, and I'm never really sure what it means, but I've never seen an X before. He put his hand on my shoulder, and we continued to walk side by side. Maybe I'm special. I have an X too, Sarah shouted from behind us. Guess that means we're the chosen ones. We found our chosen bench, tore open our packets, ate our food, jumped into our respective taxis, and went home, safe in the knowledge that the application of chips would see us through to the next day. A few weeks went by with nothing too much out of the ordinary happening. The work days went by, same as any. We even went out on Thursday. Everything was normal. But it didn't stay normal for long. It started with Stephen not turning up to work. His boss called him, but there was no answer. They contacted his friends. No one had heard from him. They called his parents, but they lived up in York and rarely heard from him anyway. No one knew what happened. Police were called. Authorities notified. Nothing. It was Sarah who broke the news to me. Elijah, she said. I already knew it was bad. No one called me that in the bank anymore. They found him. Oh, I said, filled with dread. What happened? She said she didn't know much, but it wasn't pretty. In the bath, the police statement had said, with an X painted red on the wall above where he was found. It was too much of a coincidence. I couldn't believe it. Surely they couldn't have been related. That, that's just crazy, right? It's just a ketchup packet. I spoke to Sarah about it all, and she was pretty shaken up. We both decided to take the next day off work. Another week went by. Stephen's funeral was a pretty short affair, but a beautiful one. Sarah and Chaz were there as well. Everything once again felt... Normal feels odd to say, but as normal as they could be. Work gave us some compassionate leave, which was good of them. It was a, a few days after that when Sarah called me and told me she'd noticed something weird as she was leaving the house that day. 
After walking through the gate in front of her house, she turned and saw etched into the wooden post a small red X, just like on the back of the ketchup packet. My heart sank. She looked at me and told me it'd be fine. I'm heading to my parents this afternoon anyway, and I'm spending the night there. Clearly, my base had dropped because she asked me what was wrong. I don't know, I said. It sounds weird, but I know. She cut over me. Listen, I'm sure this is just a coincidence. And besides, nothing can happen tonight, right? I'll be away from home. If it makes you feel better, I'll call you first thing in the morning, okay? Okay. Sure, I said, filled with the same dread the day she told me about Stuart. Just... Be safe, okay? It's been a week since I had that conversation with her. No one has heard from her since. The police said her parents weren't home the day that she wasn't in the house. The only thing they've found so far is a small red X etched into the metalwork of the boot of her car. If they've opened it, then there's been no official statement about what they found but I'm pretty confident I know what'll be in there. I don't think I'll eat ketchup anymore. Wow, <laughs> I've never written an entry for the exchange, or, or really much at all before, so I hope you enjoyed my contribution. Oh, and uh, Cole, D, if you two are listening, look, no hard feelings. It's probably best that I recorded this without you two in the room. It's just easier that way. I wouldn't want to get in the way of everything else that's going on. Tiny Terrors is an anthology horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. This episode was directed by Cole Weavers, with sound production and editing by Mike Lebeau. To find additional information or to join our Patreon for additional content and ad-free episodes, visit our website, www.tinyterrorspod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Tiny Terrors Pod. Or join the Pulp Audio Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Rate and review us on Spotify and Apple. And finally, thanks for listening. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.